This is exactly right. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is brought to you by Fidelity. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of U.S. stocks and ETFs with zero commissions online. Visit fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSC, SIPC. All right, Scotty. Hi, Kurt. You ready for this? This is a perfect one for how I've felt this whole past week. Oh, you sound blue. Here it is. Hit, it, hit us. Man digs a big hole in his garden, gets in, <laughs> refuses to get out. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a banana story. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas, the the littlest, the, the funnest little strange news podcast you ever did here. I'm Kurt Brown. And I'm second banana boy, Scotty Landis. We have a very wonderful guest with us today. Uh, so excited that she's here. Uh, not only uh, a good friend, but also... Uh, just had mm. uh, one of the only stand-up specials yes. that I've been able to watch the entire thing and didn't even notice I was watching the entire thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because usually I tune out after 10 minutes of any stand-up comedy special. Uh, Scotty watched it twice. I did. I'm a real fan. <laughs> <laughs> Number one fan. You guys have to watch it. It's on HBO Max. It's called Girl Daddy. Please welcome the fantastic and wonderful Beth Stelling. Woo! Thank you for having me. Wah! All right. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm happy you? to be here. Thank you guys for watching my special. I it's excellent. It. It's wonderful. And I watched it uh, when it first came out. Uh, and then I watched that documentary, Action Park. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw yes. that thing. It's about, a, it's about a crazy amusement park that was in New Jersey where everybody got hurt all the time. And as soon as it ended, I was like... <laughs> I'm watching Best Special again and got right back into you. So I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a real palate cleanser. I was back to the laps. There's a story. I texted you while I was watching it about the the giant the giant head blackbeard dad Ugh. story that you have in it Ugh. is so funny. And I was just like I was wide-eyed the whole time just being so into listening to it, yes. and it's so fucking funny. Everybody Thank who hasn't you. watched it, you have to go watch yep. it. And you can always do the free trial on um on HBOMax.com if I you would don't love want that. to get it. Yeah, guys, do the free trial. Watch it and then cancel. They're not a sponsor. Yes. Come on, exactly. get in there. Get in there. You want to hear about this? Yeah. Do you want to hear about this, Beth? Yeah. Yes, of course I do. Man digs a big hole in his garden, gets in, refuses to get out. This is sent in 
This is sent in by in- Instagram user at Bethness93. Thank you, Bethness. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wonder about the 90, like the 93. I'm assuming born in 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll or know. class of 93. Or, or class of 93. Yeah. Right? Or IQ. <laughs> is 93 a good IQ? I don't even know. It's enough. No, it's probably it's enough for a driver's <laughs> license. It's enough. The, it, yeah, you could drive a car. Yeah. Well, great. So here it is. This is from, of course, Metro UK. I love Metro UK. I'm a go-to Metro UK fan. It's true. Uh, I hate all their ads, though. Mm. This is, of course, written by Jimmy Nusabuga. Oh, God, the best uh, in the thank biz. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Best in the biz. Uh, best in the biz. A man climbed into a really big hole in his garden and refused to get out. <laughs> Firefighters were called after the unnamed person launched the bizarre stunt at his home in Catherine Way, I don't know why I keep choosing places in the UK. Bath Easton? Sure. Fucking whatever. Is two miles east of Bath. Okay, I've been to Bath. I know where that is. Mm-hmm. His neighbor, Dominic Denny, witnessed the strange incident last Tuesday and confirmed the man had dug the hole himself. Nice. It started about 4 a.m. this morning when there was a lot of shouting and screaming coming from the house <laughs> opposite me. The young man's family was outside trying to get him back in the house. Help didn't arrive until 7 a.m., but when it did come, it was impressive. <laughs> Uh, so this, okay, so, t- so the, the hole was big enough that he was in there and the family couldn't get him out. They sent 10 emergency vehicles. This is like a small town yeah. in the UK. They called in a specialist. They put together a special kind of crane over the hole. And then a man lowered himself in to get him out. And then he refused. <laughs> he like fought the, uh, that man off and refused to get out of the hole. And then later... Uh, he just crawled out himself, and that was the end. The The quote from the cop is, the incident was resolved, and the man got out of the hole of his own accord. Oh, uh, but it, like, God. shut down all the streets in this tiny town because this guy got into this. I get it, man. I yeah. want to get into a hole and just not come out sometimes. I that feel like this so is a large metaphor for alcoholism. I, 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 <laughs> yes. I mean. That's rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get out of that unless you want to get out of that. It was probably cool down there. You know? Are you kidding me? He dug a, a big enough hole that people took notice. That's a big <laughs> That's tough to do. Yeah, I guess maybe they just noticed the pile of dirt displaced by the large hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were these guys in I'm my a- neighborhood growing up. They were probably only like 15 or 16, but they seemed so much o- older. And one summer, everybody was like, we got to go to their backyard. And I was like, why? <laughs> and they had dug this hole. Um, this hole was probably <laughs> 20 feet in diameter, maybe oh, 12 wow. feet deep. They they had a really long backyard, probably I mean, a few acres of land. So maybe their yard was as long as a soccer field or a football field. And they had dug this thing. They had removed all the dirt. They put plywood and tarps over it. And they had an underground house that they built a chimney into. They took a Sega Genesis down and ran uh, extension cords into it. And then they started digging out all their own rooms. So for about two weeks, their mom had no idea. Their mom was a nurse. She was always away. And it was like a family of five. And all of us would go down there and start fires. And some people were like smoking weed. Some people would sneak Playboys. And there would be groups of like 15 of us hiding in an underground hut that you couldn't see. 
from the backyard, it was like there was a slight incline. And then like right behind that's where they dug this thing. And I think it was probably two weeks until their mom started mowing the grass that she was like, what the hell is this hole? But they dug it with shovels, like just four teenage guys that were probably just so riled up with hormones. They were like, let's start digging. (laughs) Every every time they got a boner, they were like, Oh, this Just is stabbing into the dirt. Yeah, but we <laughs> hung out in it all the time, crazy. the Gustafsons. It was awesome. That seems like a dream. Like, I would have, I did something. My equivalent of that was just like uh, in between two bushes, I made like a little fort in my so backyard. It, and, and I bet if I, I think, I, you know, I've been home obviously and looked in that area and I'm like, you know, it was so small. Yes. But at the time when I climbed in there between the trees and the bushes and I had a little area for the little things I collected, rocks, berries, twigs, whatever, like leaves, like those little lamb's ears, like Amazing. things I collected in my little area. And it felt like we were really hiding in there. So I'm like, I wonder how, like how big that hole really was. It was huge. It was I mean, bigger I mean, I'm not than saying a bedroom. It, I mean, it was monstrous. That's it what was, I mean. And it, it probably felt so amazing to be in there. It was so cool. It was like I had grown up watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and they had like a cool hangout in New York City where guys are skateboarding and there's free snacks. And then I crawl down a ladder in a backyard, and suddenly it's just like <laughs> everybody's got flashlights and light. You know, we were playing with matches, constantly throwing lit matches oh, at yeah. each other. And we hung out, and it was just like a cool kid hangout in the middle of the suburbs. It was legendary. But <laughs> what was your city again? Uh, I grew up in Reisterstown, Maryland. So I grew up just north Maryland, of Baltimore yeah. in Maryland. Yeah. Did you ever run okay, away yes. from home? Did you ever like do the thing where you packed a backpack and just hit, hit the road? I like was obsessed with doing the little uh, what is it called sack. What is the official bindle name? Stick? Oh, bindle stick. Yeah. Bindle stick. Yeah. I was obsessed with that, of course. I think I saw it. In, so I wanted to definitely do that. Um, the equivalent we had lying around the house would be like a field hockey stick. So sure. it was just like oh, yeah. that with probably like a Kroger bag at, at the end of it. <laughs> so did but you ever I, actually run away? I didn't get far. And if I did, it would have been like, it's just like on my bike riding yeah. farther than I normally would have ridden. Yeah, it's important. I, I think watched, I ran uh, away. I think I ran away at once in fourth grade, and I <laughs> was away for I don't know, maybe three hours. Yeah, but it was. I went into the for listeners of the podcast, they know about there's there was like this very narrow strip of woods across the street from my house. It was in between uh, Brighton Avenue and the highway. <laughs> it was a very narrow strip of rooms. I ran away to there with my backpack and like a a, a, a blanket to sleep on and some Ritz crackers and uh, got and then put myself essentially just on the side, an embankment of a highway with some bushes like like covering me and then like laid out my laid out my sleeping bag at like 3.30 p.m. Calling it a day. And then was just waiting, just waiting for dark to come. And it took, you know, I probably waited there for two hours. I ate all the Ritz crackers and then I just went home. And it was just like, like, oh man, running away is tough to do. (laughs) Also, I think the toughest part is, yeah, just nobody noticing you're gone. Yeah, exactly. And then by the time I came back, my mom was like, did you go somewhere? And I was like, I left a note. She's like, oh, I didn't even see this. You ran away? (laughs) Then she was mad. (laughs) 
she you remember why Ritz you ran crackers? away? Yeah, exactly. Why did yeah, you run away? Yeah, the dumbest reason. I remember it very intricate. I was such a dork. I was such a dork. No, you were the not. The reason I ran away, I think it was just like the beginning of puberty. It had to be. Heck yeah. Dig the reason I ran away was because I got... I got a bad grade on a test, and then I spilt chocolate milk on my shirt. Double. And so then I just wrote, I'm running away. Why? And then an arrow to the shirt. I left the shirt there, and an arrow to the test, Guilt. and I left the test there, and then I, I left. Like, I wasn't worth living. Crime and punishment. It wasn't punishment. worth living anymore, because I spilt chocolate milk on my shirt and got a bad grade Was it a test. favorite shirt? Nope. It was a fucking Catholic school required blue uh, button-down shirt. Like there was nothing special about the fucking uh, shirt. Your mom's like, I, I must have been humiliated. All these things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Beth, did you yeah. go to Mine Catholic just... school? I'm just guessing. Did you go to Catholic school? Are you Catholic? No. Yeah. I grew up Christian Methodist. If anything. Oh, yeah. Kind of similar. Boring. Like equally boring. Christian light. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have any like extreme forces making me feel necessarily one way or the other. I definitely did some youth group stuff and those kids, I could maybe like sometimes hold a ruler to myself, but it was never enough for me to like, want to be like them. It was like, I dipped a toe where I was like, could I live a celibate life or (laughs) probably not? You know, like it was like, am I saving? I was definitely influenced by the like purity. Like it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's almost like how you are, you absorb things that you don't want to sometimes, yeah. you know, like later in life you realize like, Oh, well that's a bias I absorbed. I don't really want to have it. Or even I would say with marriage and me now where it's like, okay, doesn't seem right for me yet. I'll still get influenced by it sometimes Mm -hmm. where it's like, am I going to get married? Am I going to have kids? And then it's like, well, I don't even know if I want those things. It's just, it's like a marketing thing. And it's also, it's a narrative that's been just influencing your life. And so I think I, I think for sure I felt that with um, with some of the religious stuff growing up, yeah. like the purity of yourself. But I never had like a purity ring and I never Amen. made any sort of commitment to my mom or parents. There was nothing like that. Thank God. Um, but it did affect me, I would say. I'm grateful yeah. that I lost my virginity to someone I loved and it was a positive wow. engagement. Great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm grateful for that. Like it, my, my those early experiences were good, but Heck yeah. I definitely battled, you know, being open about it. Like it, I didn't have the mom that was like, "We'll get you on birth control for your acting." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was, and and she also it also wasn't the you know there's those parents that were like, uh, co- "Look, if you're gonna do it, do it at our house. Condoms are in the drawer." Always you know, you're just bad. like, "Ew." Always backfire. I always think there is a good way to, I mean, if I had kids, I would just say, look, I know it's not fun to talk about this with me, but this is what happens when you have, like, really to me, the conversations should just be like, you know what jizz does, right? Yeah. Like, keep it out. (laughs) Yeah. Keep it away from you. I'm not saying never do anything, but know what that substance does. And then know that there's a certain time in your cycle that it can be really uh, dangerous to have it in you. Like you just say it. What are we doing? Anyway, yeah. the point is, I definitely had some like guilt around it, right? But got not it. probably not to the extreme that Catholics would. Oh God! Well, my mom was a health it's teacher, all- so I saw every VHS tape on human sexuality imaginable at, at probably years before my peers did, and I s- still wake up screaming all the time. <laughs> Kurt, do you want to hear another story? 
I do want to hear another story, uh, Scott. Okay. Oh, wait, really quick. The reason I ran away at the beginning. Oh, please, sorry. Was because oh. you brought you brought up my dad in the um. Oh yeah. Pirate suit, but this is like last Halloween. Oh, Beth That's... is showing us her phone. Uh, Beth looks and very normal dad. and stylish, and her father looks like <laughs> uh, Yo Gabba Gabba mixed with the Muppets, mixed with a giant orange pumpkin costume. <laughs> I hadn't been there in like a decade, and I went to do University of Central Florida with uh, yeah. with like two of the SNL guys, Alex Moffat and Mikey Day. Nice and guys. I and my I told my dad that the show was canceled, uh, so he wouldn't come. And <laughs> <laughs> but then I agreed to still see him, so I went to his yeah. house, and he's like, "Can you give?" I had my rental car, and he's like, "Can you give me a ride to the realtor?" I'm I'm gonna be Jack in front of this realtor, oh. bring people into oh. to their um haunted house oh. and i said yeah i'll give you a ride we get in there he's dressed like this in my front seat and glitters everywhere and we get out and of course the woman who hired him isn't there yet so we're talking to the receptionist and he's like my name is jack you want to guess my last name she's <laughs> oh, like no. oh lantern no. and he said mehoff no <laughs> and i was like <laughs> that's why you ran away I, yeah, she was like, "Do you claim him?" I was like, "I don't claim this man. Like, yes, he's my father, but I don't." Can you send us that photo, and I'll use it for the yes, cover of, of this episode? The bananas must see. <laughs> okay, Scotty, give it to us. I got one, guys. This is huge news. This is you know, 2020 has been a fire shit storm, but we got things are looking up. Mountain Dew creates first cocktail for Red Lobster, the Dew Garita. <laughs> Dugarita. The Dugarita. That's the craziest the craziest part about it is that they made no attempt. Like there is an M in the word Mountain Dew that matches up with the M in Margarita, but they made no attempt to just Dugarita. Dugarita. It sounds so disgusting. The word sounds disgusting. I'm sure the drink is delicious. Dugarita sounds like a Dookie Arita is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, whatever or happened like to Mount Garita? Inspired. Yeah, Mount <laughs> Mount Garita. I bet you there was a big fight at Taco Bell. Oh. Uh, or at what? Uh, Red Lobster. Is. Even better. The, the Taco <laughs> Bell of the Sea. <laughs> the Taco Bell of the Sea. Uh, so this one comes from USA Taco Today. Shay. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Kelly Tycho, the best in the biz. Firefingers Kelly Tycho typed this one up. Uh, this one shockingly took place on Orlando. So Red Lobster and PepsiCo <laughs> have teamed up to create. Oh, it is Taco Bell. <laughs> no, sorry, Red Lobster and Pe- PepsiCo owns oh, Taco Bell. There you go, Ta- yeah. Taco Shell. Um, they've teamed up and created the quote Dew Garita. <laughs> Two words too: a margarita created with Mountain Dew soda. According to Red Lobster website, the cocktail will be rolling out at select Red Lobster. So consider yourself lucky if this is on the menu, guys. Hmm. Uh, in September, and it'll be available nationwide by the end of the year. You know, just just what you're rolling out of quarantine, you want to roll right into a Red Lobster. You want to refresh yourself. <laughs> Order the Dugarita with salt. Um, so it's made... Is salt an option? Sure. Or it's just crushed up taco shells? <laughs> it's just got like a lobster claws, a garnish. Honestly, I'm making it better. We shouldn't. Uh, what? That's the question. Is My question is, what... 
What do you pair it with? What at, what on the Red Lobster Kurt. menu? Are you like, I want a Mountain Dew margarita with this? Bananimals, we do not discuss stories beforehand. Kurt, you just set me up. The Dew Garita pairs perfectly with Red Lobster's <laughs> iconic cheddar cheese bay biscuits. <laughs> of course. Of course. Oh, God. The cocktail has the look of a soft drink, which everybody loves, uh, and is Mountain Dew's, quote, take on the margarita, including citrus-flavored sodas, tequila, and, quote, a few other special ingredients uh and this will be a refreshingly fun cocktail that everybody can get i think they're super pumped on this and if anybody gets one first off wear a mask second off send us a pic of you drinking drunk on do garitas and also what they just created was they just created a four loco cocktail wonderful like that's exactly what that is i miss it just a high amount of caffeine and a bunch of liquor oh god you know Oh, Mountain Dew. Most caffeine. I guess you're drinking it in store then because you can't take that to go. And Red Lobster <laughs> is about to get drunk. Nobody's going. The Mm-mm. employees are going to have to sample it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the, the knowing like fat, like, you know, I'm sure you guys have worked in food service too, yes. but like oh, yeah. knowing, knowing the food chain system and like, or you can, I meant to say fat, whatever, who cares? Knowing the corporate Food yes. area. I'm sorry, I can't form a sentence. No, the you're point killing is, it. Yeah, we got it. The tequila probably comes in like Keurig pods, so that the employees can't drink it. Like it probably right. it, they're uh-huh. not doing random bottles. Mm-mm. There's no. not a bartender at, at Red Lobster, right? No, I mean there might be. Oh, there might be. There if there might is, be. then this makes sense. But yeah. if not, they're doing it like. Like a squirt of tequila from a ketchup packet size thing. Yeah, exactly. So that you can't. I remember when John Daly used to work at Starbucks back in like the nineties. Mm-hmm. When I would visit him, they yeah. would have a. Speaking of that type of stuff, they they had a tape deck that would play the music for the store, and all of the tapes that were Starbucks tapes were all recorded at half speed, and all of the tape players in every Starbucks only played at half speed, so that if you tried to bring your own Got tape, it. it would sound like the chipmunks. Got it. Isn't that a level of control yeah. that is, at the time, it freaked me the fuck out. Of course, uh, it should. Everything should freak us out. Yeah. That's crazy. That's right. I used to work at a, a place called in Baltimore. Yeah. I, I was a Woo! waiter there called Nifty 50s. And if it's still there in Charles Village, somebody please send me a message that you yeah. bring in Nifty 50s. What Nifty 50s was, was from the outside and from the inside, an exact replica of a 1950s Americana diner. Sure. It's got, a, it's got the jukebox. It's got the red pleather seats. Mm-hmm. It's got... You know, Norman Rockwell paintings on the wall. And on one side of the menu was just a normal American diner food. And then you flipped it over. And then it was a hardcore Indian restaurant. (laughs) It was really good Indian food. And it was, that's the most Baltimore restaurant in the entire fucking world. I'm shocked. You just flip it over and it was just really good Indian food. They had a tandoori oven in the back. And you would never know. It was the the craziest thing. Nifty 50s, baby. Mm. It was the best. Mm. Yes. Yeah, if anybody had a problem with that, you'd be like, there is a gas station that has Taco Bell and mm-hmm. Red Lobster. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or Burger King combo. and Taco Bell or whatever. There wow. used to be a bar in I'm Baltimore shocked. that I think was John Waters' favorite bar, our buddy Carl. Who the I, Charles? I, I don't know if it was that, but it was a place where 
their thing. Like so many bars in this world, people hang up bras. Women take off their bras and you hang it. It's wild. And it's on the deer antlers. At this place, it was you would blow your nose into a tissue and then they would tack your Kleenex to the wall. So no. oh, that's not the Club Charles. That's not the Club Charles. I do not know where that is. But I, the amount of times that I was at the Club Charles that John Waters would walk in in the 90s the was every time I went to the Club Charles. The great one. Uh, in Baltimore? Oh, yep, in yeah, in Baltimore. Wow. That's pretty cool. Charm City, baby. It was yeah. pretty cool. We would all just get like really nervous and stuff he was a very very nice guy the most um like la one i guess is the residual place where they put your like penny residual check on the. <laughs> you know resi- it's called residuals. it's in uh, it's called residual it's in studio city it's right off the 101 and their whole gimmick was if you were an actor or writer who had a residual check for less than a dollar you could give it to them they'd tack it up and give you one free draft beer oh that's great it was amazing that's a great idea. In this town? It's like, you don't want to, it's like not worth the drive to the, um, to the bank for like a, I've, done, I've gotten multiple penny residual checks. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, well, why don't we take a little break and come back after you guys listen to the, our voices again, only this time selling you stuff. Oh, yeah. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Gravity had a good run, but it's time to feel the weightlessness of the Brooks Glycerin 21. These running shoes feature nitrogen-infused DNA Loft V3 cushioning, Brooks has even magnified the plushness to elevate the softness to new levels. And if you want extra support, find these same features in the Brooks Glycerin GTS 21. Learn more and shop now at brooksrunning.com. That's brooksrunning.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming back to the Bananas Woo. Show. <laughs> the Bananas Show. I don't even know the what Bananas Show. Listen, guys, please go to our Instagram, uh, The Bananas Podcast on Instagram. Yep. DM us your crazy news stories. DM us anything crazy that's happened to you personally. We'll use them for our mini-sodes. Also, please go and uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It does make a difference. Yep. And here is... The latest bananimal offering we have on the table. Oh, boy. Do you know who this was sent in by, Scotty? Um, I uh, can find it if you keep going. Yeah, if you find it, and I'll start talking. This is the Trenary Outhouse Classic. This happens in Trenary, Michigan. It was sent in by a bananimal. And what it is, it's been happening for 24 years, and I'm obsessed with it now. It is 
a small town in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan where people build outhouses, put them on two skis, and then race <laughs> them down the main street in February. Uh, the, the date is February 29th, so it's fucking very cold. And the videos are amazing because everyone, you can tell it's like early morning on a Saturday or something, and everyone is wasted in this small town. <laughs> and I think the requirements are that there's a, a toilet paper roll as part of the outhouse, but people get creative with the outhouses. And so uh, Scotty and I, of course, cannot make it this year. Not this um, year. But we want to go next year. But if there's any Bananimals who want to go up to Trenary, Michigan mm-hmm. and put in a banana outhouse yep. as a contestant... Uh, we will pay your entry fee. We will sponsor um, it, which yes. is which is five dollars. <laughs> but we got you covered, and we'll send you some crap too. Don't worry, we're gonna make. Yeah, it we'll work. send you a shirt. We'll yeah. send you a banana animal hunting for na- hunting for nanners shirt. Yeah, we should um, have a bananas racing it? team. It's in the uh, it's in, in the, the UP. That's all I know. It's called Trenary. T R E N A R Y. Yeah, it's up the mid yeah. somewhere. And uh, um, I can't no, find who sent it to us, but if you're the person who sent it to me, I'll go through my texts tonight. I think they hit me up on the banana phone. I will. We'll put you in our story and tag you, and thank you for sending it. Kurt and I can't do it this year, but we're gonna. I'm going to show up next year. I want a Bananimals outhouse sledding down the river. I love shit like this. Scotty, did you ever do the Idiotorod yeah, in New York? I did. I was the Una, We were the Unabombers. And we, yes. Yeah. So this thing was amazing. I think it was started in the Bay Area, but we started doing it in New York City probably in like 2002 or something. And it was... It was essentially, uh, it was the, like the I, I did a rod, but it was called the Idiotorod because it was four teams of four that then dragged behind them a grocery cart. Yeah, shopping cart. And we ran. It was February as well, so it was like negative two degrees. Yes. And we ran from Brooklyn into Manhattan. So it was like from Dumbo to the East Village. Yes. And everyone's like running, and everyone's like super dressed up. One year, I think we were throwing fish at people. Yep. Like we had bought a bunch of fish, <laughs> like actual fish, like red snapper, mm-hmm. and we're throwing them at people. I don't know. It had something to do with the theme. What were we? You, we were the you, Unabombers? The, no, I was... You invited me, but you were on a different team. You were the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and you all had giant horse penises hanging between your legs. Right. And I forget what you were throwing, but the whole idea is you <laughs> sabotage each other the entire time, and then you race yes. checkpoint to checkpoint. Some checkpoints are parks. Some are bars. Uh, and you can gain advantages as you go, but every person has to be attached to the cart at all times. So you can't just like if one person gets tired, you all have to walk. You can't just like split off. Yeah, we were the Unabombers. We dressed like Ted Kaczynski, like the uh, composite sketch, and we had mailboxes that were full of water balloons that had letter envelopes taped to them, and then we were just throwing <laughs> mail bombs at people. <laughs> But the highlight for me was we were pretty far back because there's like a team that were called Cobra or or Snake or yes. something. And they mm-hmm. were like good. Cobra. They just had like runners. Yes. And we get to this bar on Delancey Street and they were like, okay, everybody hangs out here for 15 minutes. You can get drunk. You can pee. You can do whatever. Or if you want to be released right now, somebody can do a shot of dog food. And my friends all looked at me and they're like, you'll do that. I'm like, hell yes, I'll do that. So I just did a shot of like kibbles and bits. And then we just took off and we were in the top 10. And then we realized that other people were taking it extreme. Like they wanted to win. We just wanted to get drunk and have fun. 
But the strangest thing is there are probably, I don't know, 100 teams. That's 100 shopping carts that all of us just stole and decorated. I took mine from Food Town. I know that. Sorry, Food Town. Key food for me. Ooh. Did you return it? Um, no. I did not. <laughs> I think we made a no, giant no, no, no. pile of. That's why they put so the locks drunk. on the wheels. <laughs> yeah, I know because you get you, by not, it starts at nine a.m. By noon, you are so drunk. I mean, and this was we were in our twenties, um, and you're hey. running, so you're like really running, yes. like running across the the Manhattan Bridge yes. at top speed, pulling a grocery. Nobody's cart. happy about us doing it. Like everybody's like, no what, one, what the? Hell? It's so us. loud. Imagine how long, like two. Um, shopping carts. 200 grocery carts or 100 grocery carts? Yeah, just carts. going across shopping concrete. Carts. It was chaos. Yeah, but it was the hard wheels. You're getting hit by fish. I ate a dog bone once. Oh, yeah. You ate a dog bone? <laughs> milk bone? What What kind? It was a uh, milk bone, and I am sponsored. I. <laughs> <laughs> How old? I must have been seventh grade, and my sister, like, yeah. we had a small house and, and grew up in Dayton, Ohio. And my mom did remarry on my ninth birthday, but there you go. Um, Happy birthday, Beth! Think, yeah, I would say not a <laughs> gift on your, on your birthday. I know, <laughs> not not a gift. Isn't but, there any other days? <laughs> well, they wanted it at Benham's Grove. Oh, so that's exclusive shit. Yeah. Okay, so my my mom is out on a date with that guy or something. At probably like the Golden Lamb, mm. which, which uh, coincidentally was where Woody Harrelson worked. Not at the time, but oh. that was one of his earliest jobs in Lebanon, in Ohio. Okay. So mm-hmm. Lebanon is like enough away. Like I, I, I don't want to get this wrong because it was so long ago. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess 40 minute drive. I don't sure. know uh-huh. something like that. But I'm trying to think if they stayed overnight or not. Oh boy, I don't think they did. The point is, my sister decides to have a party, but it's winter time. There's snow oh, on the wait. ground. So wait, it's just your your mom just went to dinner. Dinner, forty minutes away, an yeah. hour and a half for dinner, forty minutes back. Yeah. So you got to have a party That's in rage. like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we have a small house, and it snowed. So like, my sister is dating an older guy at the time, Josh. I'm Beth, this is an amazing. Wait, time out. This is oh. an amazing story. You need you, this is a great this is a perfect movie. This is a perfect easy to make movie. You have to have a rager in two and a half hours and it has to have all the stages of a perfect high school yeah. party and then be totally cleaned up in two and a half hours. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt you. I'll try to write it. Um so I'm seventh grade, Megan is a senior, my oldest sister, and Hannah's mm-hmm. a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine the di- dynamics there. Our school was small, and I was in the same building with them. Seventh through twelfth, the same building. Yeah. So, like, obviously that was gross because some seniors were definitely bing, bang, <laughs> bong, and some seventh graders. But anyway. Oh, no. Well, I wasn't one of them. I wasn't one of them. But it's a party. You. I don't think I had any friends over. I'm just, like, trying to be cool but also be funny. And that's where the dog bone comes in. Mm. I ate a dog bone. I was dared to eat a dog bone. And somebody made out in my bed. I remember being really upset about that. Yeah. I was just like, I walked (laughs) into my room. It's on my like Lion King comforter. Okay. I was just like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. I I still had one of those in seventh grade. It's like that weird transition from like kid to 10, 15 does it so well. 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. Pen15 so, is fucking excellent. Yeah. But, and then um, people are getting drunk and drinking. Yeah. I forget if I drank. Like, I definitely had a dog bone. I definitely had some beer. Heck yeah. Oh. There's something else I'll tell you later. But the okay. point is, my mom has to come <laughs> home and we're cleaning up and we get caught because it snowed. There was hundreds of footprints across yes. the front yard and our yard is small. <laughs> our yard is small. It's just exposed you, like, grass everywhere. Like, like maybe, maybe three cartwheels across the front. This like, is the plot from The Cat and the Hat Comes Back. Do you know that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is, it's a book I read to my daughter all the time. It's The Snow Gives It Away. It's the best. <laughs> it is the best. Kurt, hit us with a story, homeboy. Yeah, here you go. I want one. Are you guys ready? Okay, so I'm very excited about this. This was sent in. So various parts of this story that I'm going to cover were sent in by multiple people. Cool. Um, two, the two that I've chosen to shout out are uh, Jamie Waters, Jamie W77. Thank you. And at Sue's Bot. Mm. Uh, thank you for sending this in. This is all about the Ig Nobel, the Ig Nobel Prize winners. So... We all know there's a Nobel Prize. Love it. The Ig Nobel Prize is for legitimate scientific research. Oh, yeah. That is seemingly dumb as shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. You won me over in the last awesome. part. Oh, cool. And it's awesome. They, they, this is just from the, this is just the winners of this year. Okay. Uh, they, 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 they set it up like the Nobel Prize. Um, where like there's a bunch of different categories. So for the Ig Nobel Prize this year in acoustics, mm. um, researchers the researchers who won for inducing a female Chinese alligator to bellow <laughs> in an airtight chamber filled with helium. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yes. Wait, so, is Tabello its name? No. <laughs> no, like bellow, like roar, essentially, like make a make a bark. Like, <laughs> and then they recorded it. They essentially gave an alligator helium <sighs> and then had the alligator Finally. go like Mah. Finally. This should win the <laughs> this should win the real award. This is huge. <laughs> it was literally like an examination of like what happens in the voice box of uh, this specific Chinese alligator. I don't know why they were doing uh, it. An it's alligator, comma. Named Tabello, comma. I'm just <laughs> Tabello is a nice name. I would name a child Tabello. But now I'm hearing the sentence properly. Getting an alligator yes. to bellow. Bellow in an airtight chamber filled with okay. helium. Deserves every that really, it should, like It should just say for giving an alligator helium. Uh, okay. The Ig Nobel for psychology was uh, researchers for devising a method to identify narcissists by examining their eyebrows. What? Yes, Ooh. and they found like a connection. Ooh. They found a connection be Tell between us. like it was like they found some. I don't know what the direct exact connection was, but it was between obsessively um, manicured eyebrows and levels, and Ooh. actually having uh, you know diagnosed uh, disorder of narcissism. Beth and Girl um, and Daddy and Girl it. Daddy, you talk about narcissists um, a couple times. I mean, you might want to. Look back at some old uh, pics and go, there might be some eyebrow action that could have... You better watch there's out. There's definitely some strong brows in my past. Yeah. And I think... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm thinking of one of the last flings. His was more like what? a rubbing of the eyebrows. Anyway. He, was, he would rub them? His was more like... Yeah. 
Oh boy. I don't know. Oh boy. He was definitely obsessed with looks, but that doesn't necessarily mean yeah, NPD. Go Whoopi Goldberg. Right, here's Go another one. No eyebrows. From Hit ma- us. Material science for showing that knives manufactured from frozen human feces do not work well. <laughs> Ew! I saw that separately, but I love that. Yeah. Yes. And they're like, don't this use is... shit knives. Do not use shit knives, yeah. guys. But they did it of one of the researchers, like, pooped. <laughs> And then they took her poop, froze it, and then made a knife out of it, and then tried to cut meat with it. Yes, totally. Yes. And and the the reason is, is because there is this uh, historical, I think it's Icelandic uh, myth about a woman who was like sent out in the cold, and then she survived by making a shit knife. Sure. uh, And like cut open a I don't know, an animal in some way. And so they were seeing, is that possible? Like, is this story possible? Anyway... They they fucking made a knife out of this woman's shit, and it doesn't I work. Mean, they said don't the do best, it. Yeah. This, they don't don't it, do it. It does not cut melt. Meat. Also, she's not eating what that woman was eating. Maybe that mm-hmm. woman was eating like acorns and rocks. <laughs> yeah. she, she was just using a shit spoon. <laughs> <laughs> shit spoons work. Shit knives don't. That's what we found out. I want to go to this crazy. award. I just also <laughs> I want to go to this award too. Yeah, I think like any knife you just use a regular knife put a little shit on it and you're gonna definitely hurt someone <laughs> thank like, you like they would be like ah you know you're already scared of a knife but if there's a little poop on it you're gonna mm. get sick oh yeah gangrenous oh yeah mm. that uh, is in awesome. physics physics there's like a three more in physics for determining experimentally what happens to the shape of a living earthworm when one vibrates the earthworm at high frequency <laughs> That doesn't even seem, that just seems mean. That's mean. My dad, okay, so my dad worked, he was in the military, um, and he he was a scientist in the military for, you know, for a couple years, and his entire thing, the thing that he did for four years Mm -hmm. in the military in Alabama during Vietnam was strap pigs to a helicopter chair and then vibrate them until they die and then look <laughs> at their spine. What? Okay. Swear to God. Because what, what was happening was they were having these helicopter pilots in Vietnam fly for 24 hours straight oh. and they were destroying their back. Oh. Uh, and so How they did were, they stay the, awake? Cocaine? I have no... I think being vibrated will probably keep you awake. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, probably cocaine as well. Credence. Or you know, I bet you there was probably some sort of meth involved. Yeah, yeah, um, speed. yeah some. Yeah. There's meth in baseball. There's meth in flying helicopters for twenty. Oh years. hell yeah! I would do meth if I was in Vietnam. I would only do meth if I was in Vietnam. I would just be <laughs> sprinting around. They're like the landmines didn't go off. I'm like I I didn't touch the ground for the last seventy two hours. <laughs> they could they could have, and I wouldn't. Have <laughs> But I asked my dad once, and I was like, so what, what did you learn after four years of vibrating pigs to death in helicopter chairs? And he just said, oh, uh, that you, uh, you shouldn't have a human being drive a helicopter for 24 hours. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Nothing came out Wars of Wars over. For four and years, I, he did research that did not help any human being. And I'm sick of being. bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it does All right, I got, got, good. I got two more. I got two more. Hit us. Uh, economics, this one's wonderful, and I, can't, I want to I look this up. For trying to quantify the relationship between countries, national income inequality, and the average amount of mouth-to-mouth kissing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Income equality? Income inequality, yeah. Oh, 
inequality. Different countries' national income inequality and the average amount of mouth-to-mouth kissing. I could I don't see a know correlation. I, I, bet the less, I bet the less mouth-to-mouth kissing, the more inequality. Oh, man. Now I have to look it up. Now I do have to look it up. Yeah, because it's discovered. like... It's like the if you're if you're doing a lot of open mouth kissing or kissing and kissing and kissing, oh, I then I kissing. think there's more equal distribution. Mm. Yeah, let's ask Katie. Would you mind googling that for us and find out what they what what the connection between a national income inequality and the average amount of mouth to mouth kissing is? Mm-hmm. And just butt in when you got the answer. Thank you. We love smooching um, on this podcast. We love a good smooch. Oh yeah. hell yeah! All right, what's the last and one, Cardi B? Bad kisses are so weird. <laughs> who's who? Whose fault are bad kisses? Usually the dudes. Bad kisses or bat kisses? The dudes. other guy, right? Yeah, it's usually I'm just dudes. Like, bad kisses. How does it happen? I feel like a good. The only thing that makes a good kiss is just emotional investment, right? If you're into the kiss. I like hear you can you. maybe be over. You can be overzealous in the kiss, sure. maybe. And that mm. maybe comes across as a little too much tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, on Katie, it. go. So it says the study revealed that people that people who lived in less equal nations said they kissed their partners more often. Less equal nations. That's <gasps> right. Yeah. Oh. That's what it said. I was wrong. wrong. Oh. Don't be. A maybe because the wife was like, "Oh, give me some of that power." <laughs> or they're just unemployed <laughs> and making out all the time. But yeah. It does say this correlation did not extend to other forms of intimacy, such as hugging or sexual intercourse. Just mouth-to-mouth kissing. Yeah. I have uh, no idea how they measured that. Scotty, give us another one. I have so Black many food ones. I'm going to stick to a food theme, I believe. Oh, no. Here's a fun one. Beth, did you ever live in New York City? Did I know you in New York City? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. We didn't meet till out here, sadly. We would have had so much fun walking around and... Getting drunk and going to open mics. It would have been such a treat. We blew it. Maybe next time. You know me. I would have been like, I would have been there for the diner hang afterwards. The drinking yeah, less. It's the, a pierogies. I was always, I'm always ice cream over booze. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. If I know one I thing like about you. Choice. Mm-hmm. I hear you that. You got to get your sugar somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, secret man cave discovered below Grand Central Platform. Three subway workers busted. So, yeah, this is so cool. This one actually rattled my saber. I got mad about this one, y'all. This is from NBC Boston, sent in from Nana Noxie. Thank you, Nana Noxie, for DMing us. The room below one of the platforms was so secret, station management didn't even know it existed. At least three MTA employees secretly turned a storage room below one of the platforms in Grand Central Terminal into a private man cave, complete with a futon, TV, exercise equipment, fridge, and beds, the agency's inspector general said yesterday. Many of the New Yorkers, uh, many New Yorkers fantasize about kicking back with a cold beer and a prime piece of Manhattan real estate, especially one this close to good transportation. So, <laughs> according to the report, a few select workers had been using the room to hang out, get drunk, and party. My guys! Um, and then it had been reported <laughs> anonymously for years, but they didn't take the report seriously. Uh, the secret layer was below track 114 and was hidden behind a locked door inside of a larger storage room. So there was a big storage room. There was another door. But for years, people didn't know this existed. Uh, I am so mad that people snitched on these guys. Uh, I'll finish Why the would story. they do that? Why? It's amazing. It's the dream. 
Um, Let it be. If they were like, you know, killing people or hurting others. If sure, they were conductors, it. I get it. If they're driving trains, I get it. None of these people are. So the um, station management told investigators they were not aware the room even physically existed, much less that it was being used. Um, a security manager for Metro North did not have a working key. Um, so this thing was like super clandestine. Like this is amazing to me. So while some riders chuckled about the discovery, Metro North president, Kathy Rinaldi doesn't sound like a New York Metro North president to me, said she was not amused and blasted those responsible. It just completely destroys the reputation of Metro North. It's so disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's stellar glowing reputation. <laughs> Uh, it's so disturbing on so many levels, end quote. That's Kathy, not you true. Bitch. Yeah, Kathy, chill out. Have a beer. Uh, Ka- Kathy. Get a she shed, Kathy. Um, yeah. Wireman, carpenter, and electrical foreman have been suspended without pay. They're going to oh. open a pro- uh, They're going to open a big case on it, but they're also now going to map the entire thing to make sure this doesn't happen again. I hate this. Do you remember, Beth, were you in New York City when there was Siberia inside the, uh, that bar, Siberia, inside the subway station? Mm-mm. Oh, that was, it was, I love, I love, st- I love stuff in abandoned areas. Me too. In, in, a, in train places. There was a woman named Julia, and I can't remember her last name right now, um, in Brooklyn who would illegally, there was abandoned uh, subway stations in, uh, in like uh, a specific section of Brooklyn, where literally she would pop open the um, the manhole cover, go down, then set up an entire dinner party, Incredible. and then people would come down and have a dinner party. This was like beautiful. This was pre nine eleven New York City when like shit like this happened all the time, and that's such a thing that I miss about that will never come back. But it was totally illegal. And she would have a beautiful dinner party and like a play inside this abandoned train station. And no one knew about it. It was amazing. That's so cool. I'm just like, Kathy, Mm -hmm. I hate to be like hack right now. But seriously, go go make yourself calm. Yeah. Get a divorce. (laughs) Yes. It's just very upsetting to me. Like, truly, just it was hurting no one. If anything, they were exercising. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a bliss pit. And And taking a little break. Probably a well-rested brake man is a better brake man. And again, I don't mean to be so whatever. We don't need to make it about this, but it's just like suspended without pay. Yeah. People do horrific shit and don't yes. lose yes. their jobs and higher positions mm-hmm. of power. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. And it's fun. Bastards. Also, the problem with the world is we're getting less fun all the time. They kept this secret. That is so cool. That means they weren't posting it all over social media. That means they right. weren't yeah. like putting up TikToks of them dancing on the Peloton. This is awesome. Right. It was like three working class dudes drinking beers under a train station. It's the greatest. Give them that. I love it Ugh. so much. I, oh, was... Kathy. Kathy. Maybe an invite would have turned things around. Uh-huh. You fucking lonely bitch. Suspicious. <laughs> Beth saying those words, not us, but suspicious. What if she was like, what? yeah. <laughs> but what if she was like, um, what if she was like, you're fucking suspended without pay, unless I can get a membership. That's what happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> unless I can get a little invite. That's what happened. But yeah, whoever rattled, don't rat out cool stuff. Let cool stuff live. Not everybody needs to know about it. Nobody's getting hurt. This is very annoying to me. I can't stand this. 
Kurt, yeah, did you have I a key it. to a bathroom, like a public works bathroom for a while? I did. I did. I was so happy about it. In New York, it was that like is a building platinum. In New York City, the bathroom access, it's so insane to me. Now that I live in a different city, yes. that New York City uh, business owners are such assholes yes. about you using the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Like you always have to buy something. But I had a key to a bathroom in a like this nice historic building right at Broadway and Lafayette. Incredible. Which How'd is you like get it? In the, I used to work in the building, and so I had the key to the bathroom from working in the building. And then the entire thing was like bought out and made into a Bed Bath and Beyond. But there was like an elevator still in the back, and you could get on the elevator oh. and then go up to like the seventh floor and use the bathroom. And then you could also get up on the roof. So we would often like go up on the roof and like just smoke cigarettes. And it's now a Bed Bath and Beyond. So you're on the roof of the Bed Bath and Beyond, like smoking and drinking <laughs> and just looking at this beautiful view. No one's up there. That's it the was, Beyond. It's a different time. You've made it to the Beyond. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that is the beyond of Bed Bath and Beyond. It's smoking and drinking on the roof <laughs> and freely peeing whenever you want oh, to. I'm so jealous. All right, you guys ready for this one? I am. Here Beth is. is. Yeah. This is sent in by at Apricot Skull. <laughs> Thank you, Apricot Skull. How was it that uh, taken? This is the legacy of Tram Boy, the 15 year old <laughs> who stole a tram for a joyride around Melbourne. <laughs> So now this is from 2005. So people who live in Melbourne probably already know about this kid, but he's amazing. I am. I read about it in uh, Beat is the name of the thing. It was written by Fergus Neal. Of course it was. Thanks, Fergie. God, he's so good. Uh, he's so good. So this this kid, 15 years old, stole a tram, mm. which like they like work on tracks that are like set in the middle of the street, and then drove it around for. Almost an hour mm -hmm. picking up different passengers Incredible. and dropping them off. And the thing is, it's like you Incredible. have to know how to be able to switch tracks. Like you literally, there's all these safety precautions that ha he must have studied when they once they arrested him and everything. Um, the people who arrested him said, "Like, okay, there sure, are safety playbook. systems." Yeah, mm -hmm. there are safety systems built in that he would have, have had to study and know how to drive this tram without engaging the safety the systems, best. which are designed to shut the tram down. The best. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really insane. He picked up, like, no one no one complained. He delivered people to where they were going. So he good. just wanted to drive a tram, Ugh. and he stole one. He's, he's banana of the week. And Absolutely <laughs> banana of the week. Absolutely. Not the guy that named it Do Garita. That guy does not get anything this week. <laughs> no, this beautiful little boy who loves trams so much. Uh, How old is he now? Did he have jail time? He's no way. He's 30. He's 30 now. I bet you he's a tram driver. I hope now. so. <laughs> I hope so. You gotta love that kid. God bless him, tram boy. I know. Tram boy, tram man. No, he's tram, tram man. man now. On I know. I want to follow apps. up with Tram Man. On all the dating apps, he's like, I was, I'm, I was Tram Boy, and now I'm Tram Man. <laughs> That's so linked cool. to my article. That guy. There it is. That should be. Yeah, like, isn't it? There needs to you, be a was new. Is there anything you wanted sorry, to start of a Kurt? Uh, was there anything you wanted to do when you were a kid that just now has totally evaporated from your life, Beth? I would have liked to be, and I still, I don't know. It still might be kind of fun. I wanted to be a, um, 
work at a grocery and scan all the items. I like yeah. that. You uh, can kind of you... do that now in self-checkout, which is much yes. exciting Yes, oh, I for always you. do self-checkout. When that started, that was truly, I still do it and I still love it. I love, I love it. it too. I love it. I love too. it so, so much. I also love talking on a loudspeaker of a bus. I think that was my first love was like, and I got to because some of the church choir tours, they let me do like oh. um, a weekly like roundup when we would be on the on the bus, didn't, the tour bus. Didn't we do, were you on that when we were in Cleveland and we went yeah, on we a giant, was it a monster truck? Double decker. It was a dub, was it? I don't know. We were outside. We were on top of something driving around just making fun of, like we were giving yeah. fake tours for like an yeah. hour and a half. That was yeah, really Cleveland. fun. Yeah. Cleveland, baby. That was fun. I get but it. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Else, yeah. To be a grocery store clerk, I'm sure grocery store clerks. Also, let's give it up for grocery store clerks. They have been truly on the front line of this shit the yep. entire time. Oh, big time. The whole time. Everybody ran I thought like about hell. just handing an envelope of cash to the guy that bags my groceries. Yes. I don't, is that offensive? I've thought no. about like handing him an envelope. Tip everybody no. these days. Give it everybody money these days. Like anybody that's doing any service, just hand them money, and if they don't want it, that's their prerogative. But yeah, tip. Oh my god, they've been. Maybe I need to do like the one. size envelope that Mandy and Joel use, so it's discreet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, that's going to look like you're giving them drugs because <laughs> those do look like they're drugs. Yeah, packets. write not <laughs> drugs on the envelope and then pass them a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> It's not drugs, um, but that does look uh, drugs. Uh, it does. Yeah. I, I did want to be a vet for a long time, but then I didn't pursue that for many. That's another thing. Yeah, I've always feel like the sciences. Once you like the the science as a kid, a lot of science things seem really cool until you take a science class. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you're like, exactly. oh, I can't do this at all. Yeah, and I actually had a. I mean. It's not even a longer story or anything, but I did have I, I did intern with a vet, and she just discouraged me actually. Yeah. Really? That's... Why? Yeah, um, insurance, and she's you said like it's very you know many many years of education, debt, and then on top of it, you have to have really good insurance because sometimes people will try to sue you for for things. Oh man, yeah, people say that like vets have more schooling than doctors because it's like the doctors are just one animal and vets are all the animals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey, yes, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Scotty, do you want to just give us one title and then we'll give Beth her plugs and let her get out of here? Yeah, because I can do a simultaneous thing. So the Bananas phone, the Banana phone is a huge hit. Beth, you don't know about this yet, but Mint Mobile gave Kurt and I a free cell phone for a year. And so we posted it publicly and we talk about it on the podcast. I'll do it right now. The Banana phone number is 213-214-7974. And I pick up. One more time on that. You got it, Beth. Thanks for saying that. The banana phone is 213-214-7974. Sponsored by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Thanks, big doggies. It it runs on T-Mobile's antennas, so the service is 4G, guys. I'm getting all your calls and texts. Uh, First day, I spoke to about 80 people. Yesterday, I spoke to about 45. I had about 10 people hang up instantly and then text me saying, it scared me that you answered. I thought it was fake. It's not. I had one young lady that called and instantly burst out into tears saying she had an awful day. She didn't think I was going to answer and then just thanked Kurt and I for doing bananas. Thank you so much for that call. Aww. 
But this, so call me. I'll pick up. I'll talk to you for a minute. Everybody's been super polite. Uh, we haven't gotten any uh, salacious or rated R texts yet. We did get one nude woman uh, covered in bags of weed that she had harvested, but nothing I would say is very PG to PG-13. Um, call me. Text I just me. sent my nipple. Thank you. Look <laughs> at that thing. Did you get that edited? Uh, that looks beautiful. Um but I had one. This will lead me into the story. Stephanie, actually, before I get to you, Stephanie, teacher in New York, we had a guy named Max call Kurt. Max from Portland offered us to get on the ground floor and invest in his company. It's called Max's Massage Garage. What he does is he comes to your garage and gives you a massage. He said he will come a day early if you leave Triscuits out for him. Uh, and then I asked him if he was a certified masseuse, and he said, no, I'm just trying to get my hands on some things. So Max was the best. Certi- minute- certified freak, seven days a week. Max, you were great. And, and Max was like, and it's been one minute, and then hung up which is great. But Stephanie New York is a teacher in New York who is doing remote teaching. And she said to me, uh, in the last three weeks, she has seen more cats buttholes than in her entire life combined because all these little kids sitting on their Zooms and stuff, the cats hop up on their computers and then turn around and to the entire class are exposing their assholes. <laughs> Which is the ultimate mascot <laughs> of 2020. Beth is doing a cat's asshole with her mouth right now. Beautiful. It's a very good impression. So, Stephanie, thanks for calling the banana phone. I encourage everybody to do so. If it's on, I'm picking up, so get ready to talk. Uh, here's the headline. For one minute. For one minute, and then everybody's been so great. You guys get it. Call me anytime. Florida parents are getting high and exposing themselves during kids' virtual bathrooms. Bathrooms? Virtual classes. <laughs> Got toilets on the mind. I saw this one. Uh, IndependentEagle.com. Uh, it's a lesson in reading, writing, and reefer, which lets you know whoever wrote this is 490 years old. Florida moms and dads have been spotted smoking weed, drinking, walking around half naked in the background of their kids' online classes. So crazy. Frustrated teachers said at a school board meeting, quote, parents, please make sure that you have on proper clothing when you are walking behind... <laughs> Behind your child's computer, because we have seen them in their drawers, their bras, and everything else. This is from Boca Raton Elementary School teacher Edith Pride. Stay strong, Edith. We are so sorry. Everyone's like, that wasn't my mom. That was my grandpa. Exactly. <laughs> what the Boca hell? Raton. I Who's guess there that is under 70. That's right. <laughs> what? I know there are children in Boca Raton. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> quote, parents... When you are helping your children at their computer, please do not appear with big joints in your hand or cigarettes. Those joints are as big as cigars. I believe they're called blunts. That's fine. Sorry, my mic's going in and out. Um, Some parents uh, um, at this meeting burst into laughter. I don't think that's very good. Uh, I had a father, no shirt, drinking beer at 11.45 in the morning. Another teacher who asked not to be named <laughs> stole the news station. I had a parent who sat on the couch and we could see an ankle monitor on her leg. That's fine. That's okay. That's on an ankle. Right, where, sh- right where she needs to be. That's right. <laughs> yeah, she's right where she should be. So the spokesman for the That's school district. Great. Don't just, shame that. Yeah, exactly. That's where. Yeah, exactly. She wasn't cutting coke on it she was just wearing her ankle monitor she doesn't (laughs) want to be wearing that thing um so basically and this is for parents i know this is unprecedented year 
but let's not do illegal things behind our children. If your cat's butthole gets in the way, let's not screenshot it, guys. Um, yeah, this must be happening everywhere constantly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. Dear Teachers are like, Lord. This is, I don't know. Some of them are probably like, this is better. I don't know. I don't want to speak for teachers. I have no clue. Some of them are probably like, relieved. Maybe I think for the ones. I think for the ones who are trying to teach a class at school and then also do it online, it's that's impossible. Yeah, like that is that. Look, I'm not insane. saying any part of it's easy. I think I was just thinking like, like for if us, you're at even home. for yes. us, like with meetings. In some ways, you're just like, oh yeah, I'd rather freaking zoom it than go drive oh, somewhere. Hell to, yeah. You know? So I'm sure there's pros and. I'm fun. never going anywhere again. Once yeah, we don't need over, to. You don't need to. Uh-uh. Beth, tell us. Uh, tell us anything you want to tell us before you, you go. I would say, you know, if you want to watch my special and you don't, and you're all like, Oh God, HBO max, just go to hblmax.com and do the free trial. It's called mm-hmm. girl daddy. Um, and bethstelling.com. I have some shirts on there. Cool. Um, and you have a podcast with your mom, right? Yes. It's called, we called your mom. And it's my mom <laughs> and I calling, uh, artist friends, mom. I love it. That's the best. Thank yeah. you so much for being on the show, Beth. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Bananas. Bananas. Banana. Have you told that joke yet? No. What was Mozart's favorite fruit? Banana. 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 This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme song by Kehan Amadi. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas.